0: The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.
1: Well, now I'm joined in the studio by Caroline Grace Kennedy, who is. Cassidy Pat. Cassidy, Cassidy. sorry.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, who is going to talk to us about the last in the trilogy of Lexi Byrne. That is correct. Why have you decided to end it?
0: Oh, God. Well, you know what? When I started on this journey, it was always going to be a standalone. And then sort of it just took off really well on Kindle. And people just wanted to know more and more what happened. So then the publishers asked me to do a second and then lo and behold, a third. And then I said, OK, I, I have to wrap her up here because it's been three years on, on this particular series. So
1: OK, now, um, I, I know the plot of this uh, there or thereabouts, but i let you tell me as much as you want to about Lexi, her fiancé, her fiancé's ex-wife her forthcoming marriage, <laughs> her daughter Freya, and all the rest of
0: it. Before I tell you, I'm, just, I'm still in awe that I sat down here 10 minutes ago during the break and you literally were able to rhyme off everything that happens in this book. Not the, which end. I, which, not the which, end. Not the end, but Pat, which I did not expect. So that's great. So, yes, yeah, so basically who Lexi Byrne is, I suppose, for anyone who hasn't read the series is what I like to think is she's the best friend every woman wants, right? She, yeah. she's, she's a woman's woman. So I think with Lexi in the first book, she, you know, her friend, Anne-Marie, for example, in the first book said, oh, my God, I'm getting engaged to Jim. She's like, Jim? Who's Jim? These are best friends. Yeah. She goes, Jim, Jimmy met in coppers three weeks ago? Yes. So, so Lexi's kind of questioning this rush of approaching 40 and, you know, grabbing not Mr. Right, but Mr. Right now. So... <laughs> That's how the journey. Yeah. So, so, if, for, so in this particular book, things have progressed. Yeah. Now like, she
1: is Ma- Anne Marie is married at this point. Anne
0: Marie is married, and
1: not necessarily that happily.
0: Not necessarily that happily. No. So say this, no more. Say, well, this is what happens. You see, I think you know there was the rush to get married. There was the rush to procreate. You know, she was forty-four. So, I think Anne Marie was thinking more about the baby rather than the marriage and the relationship. So, yes. Yeah, so, turn three years later, and things with Tom aren't as hunky-dory as, you know, as she might have wanted.
1: Meantime, she is madly in love with, if you'll pardon the phrase, the rideable (laughs) Adam.
0: (laughs) I'm going to use that as a soundbite. She is absolutely in love. Yeah, so this guy does come into her life. She isn't looking for love. She's very happily single and he does come into her life. But it's one of those, as most of them will find when you're sort of in your mid-40s, it's complicated. You know, there are... He's ex-wife. been
1: round the block he before. He has been,
0: yeah. He has an ex-wife who is still very much smitten with him and he has a daughter, so he's his but the life... ex-wife,
1: now, she might be smitten, but she's going for another.
0: <laughs> she is going for another, but this is just to get back at him, you see. I'm going to have to tell you the end of the book. Oh, no, so, don't tell yeah. <laughs> me the end of the
1: book. But the guy she's going to marry is a, a very good friend of Adam's.
0: That's correct. He is a very good so friend. So she
1: wants to complicate things. Yes,
0: she does. What what she wants is for Adam to do the, uh, the Mrs. Robinson and, and yeah. sort of knock on the window and say, stop, I love you, really. So there's all these kind of threads of, you know, exes and one, uh, sort of romances, you know, going on through the book. But ultimately, the question in this book is, is Lexi willing to give up her life here and move to the Cotswolds to be with Adam and all the baggage of his family that come with that? Yeah, whereas she hard. wants
1: him to come to Ireland with her.
0: She wants him to come to Ireland and she's quite right. <laughs>
1: Okay. you're not taking sides here. (laughs) So the the creation of Lexi, I mean, where does she come from?
0: Yeah, I suppose it's just, I mean, I'm one of those people who I'm really lucky and blessed to have amazing female friends. And I'm just... You know, I just think there's nothing more important and especially those old friends, you know, the friends from childhood who know where the bodies are buried. Yeah. And those friends, I think, as we hit our mid 40s, we kind of lose that, that really intense camaraderie because we meet new people in life. So the creation was, of Lexi was all about holding on to your old female friendships. And really nourishing them and really spending time, you know, we spend a lot of time looking for Mr. Right or Mrs. Right or, you know, trying to get the greatest job. And I think sometimes, personally speaking, the greatest pleasures I have are my nights out with my friends. So that's what I want the takeaway from the Lexi Byrne series to be.
1: Yeah. Now, when you decide that's the end of it, I mean, are we going to have, you know, Lexi Returns? No. That you'll be so drawn into it that you or such will be the demand.
0: No, I don't think so. I mean, as a writer, I think I've you know, I, I I'm spent. You've exhausted her. <laughs> I've exhausted her really, yeah. Yeah, I have. And she's she's done everything and said everything that I as a writer want to say to people. So I, I'm just really happy and I'm proud of the series. And it's an easy read. You know, the last two books, this one in particular, Is It Actually a Love for Lexi Byrne, is another Christmas book. And you know, so it's peppered with lots of Christmas festive nostalgia and feel-good moments.
1: Now, you're a one-woman industry because you've so many things. You've got the, the occasional podcast, when you talk about mm. that in a moment, but the movies beckon.
0: Mm. Well, yeah, so very difficult. Predominantly, I'm a screenwriter and that's what I've always wanted to do since I was this high, staying up at 8, 9, 10 for the Oscars every night. You know, I've, I've okay, always no, no,
1: been... Pause that thought for, yeah. a, hold it for a moment because sure. how does a young person even know there is such a thing as a screenwriter?
0: Yeah, I you know, a,
1: a kid. You you watch the movie, you watch it unfold, and you think that someone may be writing in longhand the story. Yeah, but it's much more skilled and uh, crafts, uh, you know, crafting yeah. than that.
0: It's amazing that you asked me that question, because I remember years ago, I think it was fourth or fifth class. I can't remember exactly. But the teacher had shown us a Christmas movie. And at the end of the movie, the teacher said, look at all these people who work on this film. Look at the amount of jobs that there are in. in and I'd never thought of that before. And then she said, somebody has to write that story. So yeah. that was my initial introduction into, oh, my God, there is there's this because I was. Always a movie buff. I mean, I sat down and watched Gone with the Wind when I was six and was riveted to this, you know, three and a half hour spectacle. So it was sort of ingrained in me that the sort of love of movies. Mm.
1: You know, when I sit back and I look at the credits and I know this is a a movie that cost a hundred million dollars and then I see the credits and they keep rolling, say something like Napoleon. And it takes about 10 minutes for the credits. And I'm thinking that fella there, the assistant to the assistant to the assistant <laughs> chief grip, he must be only getting two and sixpence for his trouble. Because <laughs> there are so many people.
0: There, I mean, it is. It's a. I mean, there was a fantastic Nationwide the other night in RTA, I don't know if you caught it, but they were talking to, you know, all the different people within the industries, the Ed Guines and people who are making big films, Game of Thrones. And now you can leave school and go, oh, I am going to get a job in the movies, you know. And, and realistically, there are those jobs there, especially in this country now. There's so many films being made here. Netflix are taking Wednesday here, you know, so there's, <laughs> there's, there's, there's a lot of jobs.
1: OK, so um, the, the writer is generally, um, you know, you'll have the executive producers and so on. The writer may be second last credit and then the director. So the writer is hugely important and also uh, presumably gets paid well.
0: Yeah, and I think here at the moment there's, there's a big movement with the Writers Guild to immediately, as you, if it's your screenplay, to give you an executive producer's cr- credit, which I'm so behind. I think it's so important because a lot of the times, not so much lately in the last ten years, but before that, I mean, Roddy Doyle will tell you this: like he was, they tried to throw him off the snapper and the van, you know, but he 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 stood his ground. But now writers are at last getting some more you know, just power over their work. So here
1: we are, fourth or fifth class, and you understand that there's a a huge industry out there, but the business of actually learning how to screenwrite. And when you see a movie script, there's a lot of stuff. I mean, a picture is worth a thousand words. So, you know, one 10 second scene, it might be, Thirty pages in a novel.
0: Yeah, it's a minute per page, and it's a different beast. I mean, the screen. I mean, give me the novel any day. The screenplay is so pedantic, it's so precise, it's so specific. You know, like right now, like anything over one hundred and ten pages, nobody will look at. So you really have to minimize. So Bride Squad, who what I was talking yeah. about there. So that's the movie that I have had on the go for the last eight years. Eight, right? eight years. years. Right. So we have been optioned by Vico Films who did The Young Offenders. You know, so they've got a really good, good history. We have attached our director, Pollyanna McIntosh, who's a well-known actress from The Walking Dead. We've had a good lead, but we are still pushing the, elephant up the hill you know so it's very difficult obviously we have Screen Ireland here who who can yeah. be so
1: so when you're putting together a, a production like this what do you have to do do you mean do you have to say you've secured the lead do yeah. you have to say you've got the, the best director you can find before you even go to, say, Netflix and say, yeah. this is the project, this is the projected budget?
0: Oh, 100%. You have to have... you got to your, do all the work. you got to do all the work. Everything has to be done before you can even take the meetings with the streamers. So, like, we in, in this particular film, we have three female leads and they're all over 40. So we have one one attachment, but we have to get the other two. before, And they have to be named. So there can be as much talent. And there's huge talent in this country that I would love to cast. But financially, we need to have someone who's got a great backlog and who's... who's the, you know, Netflix are going to go. Oh, yeah, brilliant! We'll take hers. So, it's,
1: so do you need one, one no, big man? We need
0: two for this one. We have one big one, and we still need another one before we can go. go yeah, but the third
1: may be someone who's never heard of, but who's brilliant.
0: That's that's the and we'll make
1: yeah, the career of that person. That's what we're hoping one for. One, Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. My God, yes. eight years in yeah, the making. Yeah, yeah. So it's 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 just, and that's nothing really. I know you look at the favourite and stuff like that. I think that was fifteen years. So it's it's it sounds crazy, but really it's to get to where we are now, which is hopefully get into production in in May or June of next year, is yeah, probably around about the norm. Mm.
1: Meantime, you entertain yourself with a podcast. I do.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I do like to pod. Uh, Yes, uh, I'm just um, at the moment I'm doing a podcast called Night Owls with the wonderful Fiona Looney and the not so wonderful Barbara Scott. I'm joking, <laughs> the wonderful Barbara Scully. So they'd be that,
1: pretty good in the the movie, wouldn't they? <laughs>
0: they would be actually, yeah, they'd be brilliant. So yeah, we've two in the bag. So they're going out over Christmas there. I hate the word drop. Can I use any other words? They will be out, I suppose. Available. Available. Thank you, Pat. They'll be available for the, uh, for the four weeks of December. I don't
1: like that term drop either. No. I, I think of a dog squatting down to do its business when I hear about a podcast <laughs> well, dropping. thanks. thanks Pat, because that's Hold all that I ever gonna hear now. <laughs> Actually, it was an elephant I was thinking <laughs> <of>. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so so that's that. So that's but then, that. meantime, if Lexi is dead with the with this uh, third and yes. final book in the trilogy, you must because you, that's the kind of person you are be writing something else.
0: Yes, you know. Well, this is this is ten novels in ten years, and I have two young kids as well. You know, so it's uh, it's difficult. You know, I mean, people. And when are... did
1: they drop? <laughs> <laughs>
0: 16 and 12 years ago they dropped but uh, yeah so it's um it is difficult enough to keep writing a book a year you know and and also the screenplays take up a lot of time and you know drinking wine and eating cheese (laughs) But, uh, but yeah i think there's there's something unfortunately forming in my brain that i'm trying to push back um that's very different and and like all my books have been different like i have had some quite serious ones the Week Around My Life and Already Taken were kind of very dark books. So I don't like to feel that I write for a genre. I just like to feel I write stories yeah. and then wherever they fit, they fit.
1: Um, w- one of the things about uh, the, the current book is it actually love for Lexi Byrne at uh, the final in the trilogy, as I keep mentioning, is the dialogue. Mm. I mean, dialogue's very hard to master and yet this repartee. between your characters is pretty spot on
0: Oh thank you Yeah I think it's something that I I think when I write as well I write visually so I write in pictures more than you know for the page so Dialogue is something, luckily enough, touch wood, that comes easily to me, you know, because I, I, in my head I'm, I'm in the conversation. Now I'll type away and, and then I'll go back and I go, what is that? Because I'm trying to get the conversation out. But yeah, I just I, I'm very interested in, in people's conversations. Yeah.
1: It's funny because, uh, you know, being a male, um, what? we have male <laughs> kind of conversations <laughs> And I, I was talking to some of my female colleagues. And I said, do, do, "Do people in this book, you know, yeah. do they actually do girls actually talk to each other? Like, oh yes, oh, they yeah. do. Yeah, yeah. See, I've never been on a girls' side, out.
0: <laughs> Not yet, <Pat. laughs> Yeah, but they do, and I think that's the other thing why women, you know, relate. If so I much.
1: self-identify, will I be allowed? <laughs> You'll be
0: allowed out. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> you yeah, so come out. I go for lunch with Elaine Crowley and the girls. see so you can come on that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you are a very busy woman, as I say. You're yeah. a, a one woman uh, industry in cool. terms of writing and film uh, production, screenwriting, and so on. I wish you all the very best. Um. But. The main thing is to mention that this book is in all good bookshops it now. Is. It's yep. called "Is It Actually Love?" for Lexi Byrne, and it's written by Caroline Grace Cassidy. I was thinking of Caroline Kennedy, and I just got. But it happens, all, it happens all. Yeah, the time. It happens
0: all the time. Yeah, yeah all the time. Caroline so, Grace yeah,
1: Cassidy. Yeah, you're forgiven. I shall remember. Look, <laughs> thank you very much for joining us in studio today.
0: The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.